Hello, I'm Reagan Bush, and with me are co-hosts Brian Manning and Luther Manhole. This is Across the Puniverse, a podcast dedicated to examining the filmography of Maverick auteur Albert Pune. How's it going, guys? Hey, what's up? Hey, what's up? That was a good one. That was a lot more... <laughs> that was the, the most dynamic intro we've had so far. Yeah, that was way better than anything Brian and yeah. I have done. I'm channeling my, my inner pardo, you know? Isn't that that guy? Oh, yeah. Live Saturday night. Whatever, you know what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, Don Pardo, Don <laughs> yeah. Pardo. Uh, so today we're going to be talking about the 1990 film Captain America, and we have a very special guest, Tom from Planning for Burial. Welcome, Tom. <laughs> hey, how's it going? What's up, Tom? What's up, man? Hey. Thanks for coming and talking about a really uh, interesting movie with us. Yeah. Yeah, gave yeah. you po- possibly one of the worst assignments. I don't know. I don't know. I've been looking forward to talking to, about this one personally. You thought this one was the worst assignment out of it? No, no, I don't actually. There's one movie I think is worse than this one, but this one's like at least really fun to watch, even if it's pretty fucking bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, all right. Does anyone did anyone see this when they were a kid? No, and that's no. what I was thinking about. Yeah, this was my first time was seeing it. Yeah, this is this is a gap for me. Honestly, I, this movie is responsible for this podcast in a way because like this is like a huge cornerstone of my youth. Tom, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to cut you. Yeah, yeah. I, but I was thinking. I'm like the year it came out. Like I was like hardcore into comics, and I don't remember this being advertised even in comic books or anything. Like I don't. <laughs> Didn't even know it existed until I was asked about this. <laughs> Executive produced by Stan Lee. He has an EP credit in this. Yeah. I, I, I love there, there was a really great credit. It was Executive produced by Stan Lee and Joseph Calamari, which I just saw that name and it immediately <laughs> yeah. made me laugh. <laughs> yeah, that's just a good name. <laughs> made me hungry, too. Stan Lee apparently shot a cameo that was cut from the movie. Really? Whoa, would that be like the first Stan Lee cameo? Like, I guess. Is, is there a Marvel movie before? What Marvel stuff is before this? The Punisher was before this. Yeah. There's Punisher, but there's also yeah. uh, two Captain America TV movies, and they did some well, yeah. shitty Spider-Man TV movies. And I think also there's like... The Hulk stuff. Yeah, right. Exactly. There's a Hulk. Well, on TV with Lou Ferrigno. Because, dude, yeah. there's a Hulk movie where Hulk and Thor are just hanging out. It, like, haunts my dreams. When I was a little boy, I thought it was awesome. I'm sure it's terrible. Has anyone yeah. seen that? No. <laughs> no. I, I think I've seen, uh like, screen caps of it, though. Yeah. And I know it exists, but I... Never seen it, though. <laughs> yeah. This, this came out the year I was born. It came out in 90... And I don't know, I, I was definitely super into comics as a kid, like, and, and much more on the Marvel side, uh, specifically like Spider-Man and X-Men. I had like a shitload of uncanny X-Men comics, but yeah, I don't know. I just did not, I never saw this. And my dad saw like all this type of stuff. He's like a huge comic book guy. And mm-hmm. I mean, we would go see all the shitty comic book movies that came out. He was a big fan of... The Phantom with uh, dude, what's my his dad. name? Billy Zane. Billy Zane. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I actually, I mean, I haven't watched that movie in a long time. I remember liking that one a lot as a kid. 
the fucking the phantom i had an i don't remember it super well anymore <laughs> it's i remember I mean, like one or two scenes that's it it's on like yeah. stars or something i watched it kind of recently i fell asleep but i didn't watch the whole movie but i had an old dad so like he was pumped up about dick tracy the shadow and the phantom those were like treated cool. with the kind yeah. of reverence that you know captain america is treated in the households of today in my house back then <laughs> but this movie okay and we loved batman too tim burton's batman and the superman movies oh yeah batman was huge for me as a of kid course. The tim burton yeah movies, both of them yeah totally they're much better now than i remembered as a kid yeah really i fucking love those movies they like blew my mind two two is probably the uh I mean, I'm not a huge like you know superhero movie fan at all these days, but two's got to be one of the better ones. Returns, I would say. Yeah. yeah, yeah, returns, and that's it. I like, agree. We, we watched it probably within the last year. It's fine. I hadn't it's seen good. it since I was a kid. Yeah, I, didn't... I have a good Batman related story from when I was a kid. Okay. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so like I was I I remember when Batman Returns came out. My friends and I were all fucking amped when the next one. I, which one was the forever next one? Batman yeah. forever? Yeah. So when that one came out, like we were too young to really know what like directors were or anything <laughs> like that. So like we just hear there's this new Batman movie coming it's out. It's going to be the same thing. <laughs> yeah. And so Batman Returns was like there were lines for the theaters. Uh, you know, it was like a huge deal the day it came out. So we were like, fuck yes, we're going to go early and we're going to watch Batman forever. There used to be these these theaters near my house where when I was a kid called the Century Theaters, uh like Century 21 for any San Jose people out there. <laughs> uh there these awesome huge like dumb theaters and it had a huge gigantic screen. And we went there and we fucking camped out at like five in the morning for Batman Forever. And I don't even know. I can't even recall if we saw. I can't even remember if I saw a trailer for it or if I like just didn't follow that. It was just like fucking dumb as hell. But like <laughs> my friends and I, were, we go there. We were waiting in line from like five in the morning. Like my parents dropped us off when it was dark still. And we had like a tent and shit like that. And we're like hanging out at the theater. <laughs> no one comes at all. Like until. 11:30 when or whenever the movie was going to start and we saw the we saw the movie and we felt like the biggest fucking idiots ever. It was amazing. Well, uh, I think I did something similar to that with one of those uh the Star Wars remasters. Oh, yeah. Same thing, me and my friend got to the mall super <laughs> early and just stood there for like 3 or 4 hours and we're like, "Oh, <laughs> no one's coming this early for it." I I flipped out. I mean, the movie was good, but I flipped out about Fury Road. And thought it was going to be hard to get tickets opening night. And it was like (laughs) wicked easy. But uh, the movie was great, at least, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that was definitely, that definitely took place in an era when you couldn't buy tickets online or anything. It was like you went to the theater and you bought tickets. Movie phone. So we're like, we'll get there first. Yeah, or movie phone, right? (laughs) It's not even been before a movie phone. Yeah, (laughs) probably. I remember doing that shit for like the the, the early Spider Man movies, the Raimi Spider Man movies. Like trying to go to number two, I remember it was like you had to like it was I don't know it was popping. Two is you know? two's awesome. How how much it is? How much older are you than me, Brian? I'm eighty four. I'm eighty two, so I'm two years older than you. Okay, and Tom's eighty four with me, right? Yeah. All right. Yep. So yeah, because Captain America, it was just on the shelf. I mean, we were big video store family. Mm-hmm, same with me. Yeah. And I just I don't know. It was just at Hastings. That's how it made it into my life. And we rented it over and over. Although I will say, 
I thought the opening sequence was like scarier than any bat anything in Batman. Like when I was a little boy. It's not for kids, dude. The beginning is like the opening scene is great. It's probably the best scene in the movie, like in a te- in like a technical way. Like it's legitimately a good scene. Yeah, the camera work is great. Yeah, and it's kind of yeah, it's just kind of frightening. It's like Nazis storming the mask they put on the little boy is haunts my dreams. Yeah, it's fucked yeah, up. Yeah. yeah, he's like twisting the little like uh, spin wheel thing on it. Yeah, some pretty standard Nazi stuff, you know, killing yeah. a boy in front of his, or killing a family in front of the boy for, I guess, to break him is, is what is happening. That, that's what I was guessing. I'm like, are they trying to break him? <laughs> <laughs> to turn him into yeah, the like, Red Skull? You guys are Nazis. Yeah. Just, like, leave. Like, they're not going to do anything to you. You didn't take right, their yeah. kid. You don't have to murder everybody in the room. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that scene, like, this again kind of harks back to uh, the last movie where the opening sequence is just fucking great. And, like, a really good, just enjoyable scene. And then, like, uh, the scene immediately after the opening when it cuts to, like, California in the 40s or whatever (laughs) is just, like, so bad. I think, like, it switches from film to, like, video a couple times. Yeah, Redondo Beach. Not like that with, like... Yeah, yeah, it definitely does. The last I'll say about the beginning is just that I do think it. if this is supposed to be a kid's movie, it's just so funny that it starts with a whole bunch of like, uns- I mean, I didn't have subtitles. So maybe there are, are subtitles in some versions, but I it was like an unsubtitled Italian and German going on for most of it. And then yeah. it's, just like, it's just so it did not feel like a, uh, a children's uh, superhero movie. <laughs> At all, and that's that's what I was thinking. I was like, "What? Who was this marketed for?" <laughs> well, I kind of like movies like that sometimes. But I mean, that was like, the '90s, though, eight, late '80s and '90s. Yeah, and it's the same. Rocketeer is from the same time. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. They show like this the fucking rat that they're like experimenting on. It reminded me of like the dead alive. <laughs> that was, that rat. was like one of their big budgets, yeah. I think, for for their special for their effects. effects. Yeah, yeah, it was. I read in like the trivia and a little bit of that interview where it kind of sounded like uh, they were told they were going to have $6 million and then it became clear like almost immediately that that money didn't actually like come, uh, didn't manifest or whatever. Yeah. So then like his producer was saying to go to these, just telling him to go to these places in Europe and he was like traveling around and just like picking up suitcases of cash to keep making the movie, (laughs) which sounds like the craziest and sketchiest shit ever. But it's kind of believable when when you see the result of, of, of some of the stuff in this movie. Yeah. It, I don't know the whole beginning part, like leading up to the transformation into Captain America, which this transformation scene sucks ass. Like it looks like shit. You go into this room where this, all this stuff is supposed to be happening. And there's like two stations with like some kind of electronics. Just like, that's it. Yeah. It's yeah. just like a strobe light and like a thousand camera cuts. Uh, and you do see a tiny bit of his muscles like growing. Uh, but yeah, it, it's, I don't know. It's, <laughs> It's definitely not nearly as good as some of the the effects going on in uh, the the previous two movies that we've talked about. I would say like Radioactive Dreams and um, Sword and the Sorcerer both a little more impressive in the effects department. I would say, yeah. Uh, 
it is i don't know that whole that entire part is just insane it's none of it really makes that much sense to me (laughs) well that that's the thing i was thinking about i mean if we're gonna even measure it slightly against like the more modern captain you know america they made the the most modern one whatever like the movie the 1991 from night their first 15 minutes they made that whole entire bit into the whole movie for the one, what was it, 2010 or so when it came out? Yeah. So, like, <laughs> they just clearly just, like, just, like, jumping the things. Like, oh, yeah, there's this crippled boy that we're going to make Captain America. And, it, and you're like, what? And he does not, he looks 45. Yeah. Like, right off I the bat. I was going to say like, that, too. It should, like, it first cuts to their house in Redondo Beach or whatever, and he's, like, talking to his mom, but, like, I thought it was his sister or his wife. <laughs> yeah. And it was yeah. just like, wait, what? They're the same fucking age. We, my wife and I looked it up. He's only thirty when he appeared in this movie, and I was just like, he looks terrible for that. <laughs> yeah, but I, but I, I think that's something too. Like looking back at people like from that are our age now, or roughly about it, but from like thirty years ago, you're like, nah, they're fucking old as shit. And I wonder if people <laughs> are going to be doing the same thing for us. Like, <laughs> <laughs> probably. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of doesn't matter, I guess. It's just, like, it's funny when people are... I, I mean, that's a never-ending, like, source of amusement for me in movies when they try to pass off, uh, you know, 30- and 40-year-old people as young people. I mean, it's not that, that that's even that old of an age, but it's yeah. just like, come on, like, they're not... That guy's 40. He's not in high school. You know, the classic Steve Buscemi meme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm constantly watching, like, or looking up people's ages when they made a movie or something, and then, you know... Absolutely thinking, same. Thinking about that. <laughs> I don't know why that's so interesting to me. That is something that I'll just be watching something. I'm like, how, how old is this motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> I have to pull out my phone. I just... I don't know. This was definitely one of those where I was just like, I don't know. This guy is definitely 45. But no, he was just right. 30. I mean, he's supposed to be playing, like... Is he supposed to be, like, 20? Like, I don't really know how old... He's supposed to be, like, a young guy who's being... Like, with polio, right? He has polio. Yeah, I mean, I thought... He, I mean, he's just joining the army or whatever, well, the service. I don't know if they say anything. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Is it polio? Is that what they were saying? I think that's what they are saying. I think so, yeah. Because he, cause he, ha- he had, like, the, the limp a little bit. That's, like... He has a, a strange gait, like, the entire movie where he kind of, like, hobbles a little bit. Yeah. And even when he's already Captain America, <laughs> he still does it. And it's, like, he also kind of looks like he has a bit of a hunchback sometimes. Yeah. I mean, I just gotta yeah. crack it open. He doesn't do shit as Captain America, dude. <laughs> we need to talk about the red the red skull a little bit i feel like scott paulin this actor he does just look like the fucking mask he looks like jim carrey's the mask dude (laughs) yeah absolutely when the when the bad guy at the end of the mask gets the mask you know but it's red for the the 30 (laughs) seconds that you get to see the red skull i like the makeup his eyes look all dead and stuff yeah the rest Later of the movie, stuff. he looks all stupid. It's like yeah, it yeah. looks so bad. His plastic surgery to fix it looks so bad. He looks like your atypical like eighties, early nineties, like greed loving, like typical sleazy villain. Yeah, but <laughs> terrible, the super Italian, yeah. Italian accent. <laughs> he's demanding captain. He's not Italian in the comics, is he? I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm not very well versed on Captain America. He's like a 
German, right? I'm pretty sure he is German in the in the. I think he's German, yeah. And so in this one, he's like Italian, and then obviously he's kidnapped by Germans. But this guy's accent work was something else. Like, like real quick, why was he Italian and you know taken by the he Nazis knows. when you clearly at that same point you had you know Mussolini and the fascists and everything going on there? Like, why even? Maybe their complicity was implied, but I don't. I don't know if this maybe deserves that much credit. Really, <laughs> I think it's straight up confusing Axis powers, basically. Yeah, just like lazy screenwriting. So, okay, here's a question I'd like to ask to everyone: Do you like any of the new Captain America movies, and where would this fall in your ranking of <laughs> Captain America? <laughs> I I'll, I'll say I'll go first. I guess I I fucking I saw the first Captain American movie, the new ones with like Chris Evans or whatever, and I hated it so much that I never <laughs> saw any of the other ones. <laughs> I thought it was like one of the worst movies I'd seen, for, <laughs> at least in terms of like those kind of comic book movies. I was just like, fuck, this movie sucks so bad. And then I've heard the that one or two of the other ones is better, uh, but you know it already lost me. They are. Because I was, yeah, I was the same way. Like, when the first one came out, I was like, this is fucking bullshit. And now I could go back and watch it and be like, okay, I see what they're doing. And like I said, it's almost like the 1991, the first 15 minutes, they stretched out into the first movie. Right. Like I, But I could go back and watch one. But I, I like the second one. I think that's the one where they, you know. The Winter Soldier. Bucket. Yeah, Winter Soldier. I like that one. Again, it's just dumb for fucking cool fight scenes and elevators and shit like that and are you a big marvel guy in general i think these guys were saying you're you had all of them yeah yeah i am i do yeah uh carl and i tend to go to like midnight showings and shit of them and it's just something we like and i i, I got yeah, cool. i could go into them knowing i'm like these aren't like amazing masterpieces but i'm like cool i like a lot of characters i'm kind of falling away from it a little bit now it's like they're fucking doing way too much and just yeah. trying to like slam <laughs> as many characters as possible and they're not like really working on a storyline that much anymore yeah which i mean nothing not everything needs to be a fucking universe and all together but like all right but if you're billing it as that maybe try dude doctor strange 2 uh, yeah i did not like terrible it terrible movie <laughs> yeah i i I, I had such high hopes for it because the Doctor... Some of, like, the more outlining character movies are usually the better ones because, you know, the focus is all, like, on something else, like, oh, the big Avengers one, let let this director do what they want. But, yeah, that was... I, I left that just being like, why? Why did, why was it even made? Yeah, Reagan and I saw that together in the theater and let... I'm a bit... I'd say we're both big Raimi fans, and it was a pretty big disappointment for me. It was definitely, like, the last... For me, it's the last straw. I just like I've been burned like too many times now in a row, and yeah, I'm just I'm just out on him. I will say to the original question of the Marvel movies, I you know I've seen a lot of them, I guess. Uh, and Winter Soldier, I'd say, is one of the better ones. It uh, is okay. Everybody, what's your favorite Marvel movie? MCU, not of like the modern MCU, not like the Spider-Man movies and stuff. Not <laughs> Pune or Spider-Man or anything like that. It has to be Iron Man on up, like those kinds of movies. I don't know. I'm gonna pick one that I know that uh, I don't like. Luther Manhole hates, yeah. and that is Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, I do hate that movie, <laughs> <laughs> bro. I'm going to go ahead and second you on that and pick Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm I'm going to 
I'm gonna come up on the third here because I yeah, had absolutely I no it. expectations for that movie, and I was just like, oh. I had a good time with that. Man, I don't know what my favorite would be. I think I think Guardians of the Galaxy is more Star Wars than the new Star Wars movies are. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Honestly. I think Tim Gunn does this thing where the there's a logic in his movies that's very much how like the logic would operate when I would play like role playing games with my friends when we were kids, like when we play Dungeons and Dragons and shit like that, where like we would just like you know, do something funny to throw the dungeon master off. And Uh like, there's a lot of humor in his movies that sort of like, for whatever reason, like reminds me exactly of that. And I really enjoy it for that reason, at least for that reason. I mean, it's, they're good otherwise too. So what is Luther Manhole's favorite? Yeah. I'm looking through the list right now. And if stuff that's like actually counts, I mean, my Top three are Guardians 1, Guardians 2, and Punisher Warzone. <laughs> yeah. if, War, if Warzone counts, that's at least number two. Well, I don't think Punisher Warzone War doesn't count. That's... Warzone does count. It's MCU. I don't no, think so. It's, it's not. not. It's not like linked in with all oh, that stuff. Because it, it's not connected to the the TV show that they made. Yeah. yeah. Cause in that case, yeah, like the fucking ah, nuts. X2 or like the original X-Men. X-Men ones. Because is Ghost Rider in the mix or... I think that's still a little too early. Oh, I don't think it is, but I actually like kind of legit enjoy the Ghost Rider <laughs> Dude, movie. Ghost Rider is I... pre-Iron Man still by yeah. the year. I like all of the, like, we have not established the rules and we don't know what we're doing yet. <laughs> yeah. Movies like early Daredevil 2000s. and Ghost Rider and shit like that. Honestly, I'm looking at this list and it might be the Winter Soldier is my favorite one of like the modern was winter soldier has born supremacy style action sequences where you can't understand what's happening and i'm i mean that is all of them though not born supremacy style but you can never understand any of the action in any of these movies no the cgi is too wild i want i want born identity style where i can see the action lyman (laughs) style all right yeah i mean if if it's any Marvel movie, then it would probably just be Spider-Man 2, the Raimi one. But I just don't... I, I guess I'm finding out... I don't really like any of any of really the modern ones that much. It's just not... They're not really no. my thing. I just... I saw all of them up through, like, Endgame, basically. And, like, I mean, it's weird if I was to say, like, Infinity War or Endgame is my favorite of those. Because, I mean, I guess maybe they are. It could, why not? I mean, it could be. But I just... I don't know. It's all just nothing. It's just... I think I like the DC movies more. Yeah, I mean, I don't Is know. Is that crazy? I don't love either. I, I think that might be a... I don't know. I, I don't like any of those ones very much either. I watched the Snyder Cut. What about Shazam? I I saw that on an airplane. I actually never saw that one. <laughs> I saw it on an airplane. But... <laughs> Shazam was probably one of the better DC movies. It was fine. I yeah. like Shazam. Again, I had no expectations for it, but for overall, I don't really care for the dc stuff i liked man of steel actually for like a more modern me too superman i did like man of steel and i felt like going forward like that version of superman was a little bit ruined (laughs) Zack snyder just i don't know i felt like he was trying to build something but not actually building a universe when he just had great characters he could be making stuff with 
Did any of you guys watch the whole four hour Snyder yes. cut? No. Nope. Yeah. yeah, I did too. I did too. <laughs> I'm glad that at least one of other person other than me. Yeah, Kirsten and I watched it. I, I think it took me a couple days actually because I was just like, Jesus. It's. Uh, I thought it sucked. I had like a lot of friends defending it, and like I, I don't know. I'm not into it. I I just don't like Zack Snyder. Well, I think. do y'all like Snyder? I think I don't. I, I kind of no. I don't. I don't think I do much. I don't love him enough to watch a four-hour superhero movie, but I am interested in Zack Snyder when he does something weird. Well, like yeah, Dawn of the Dead, Watchmen. I think Watchmen is good. Is that a hot take? I didn't like Watchmen that much. Watchmen is good. I, I'll admit that. I didn't like Watchmen that much either. I actually, and Dawn of the Dead came out in a time. Did I talk about this already? Uh, I feel like I talked about this last week somehow. Maybe not. Uh, Dawn of the Dead came out in a time when I was very into zombie movies, uh, like it, in my middle school days. And I loved the Romero movies. Like, you know, Dawn and Day are two of my favorite movies ever. And so I was just, and I was a born hater. Like I've always just like loved to hate shit. And like back then something new, like that, a remake and me being 14, I was like, fuck this. This sucks. It's not <laughs> nearly as good as the original. I'm 14. I mean, I kind of identify with that, with what you're saying. Like, I also tend to, like, pick things apart or whatever. But I'm mean, and, and was also a huge Romero fan. And I saw that movie, and I thought, actually, the Zack Snyder one was pretty good. I think it might be his best one. Yeah, I know people like it. The opening scene is amazing. Yeah, I uh, I awesome. got tricked into watching the four-hour Snyder cut just because people told me it was, like, tricked. Uh, Hideo <laughs> Kojima. They said it was, like, very Metal Gear adjacent and like metal gear is one of my favorite things ever i got duped it's not like metal gear or any kojima shit at all it's just like it just looks like shit it it all looks like the cover of like a graphics card like stock cg i don't know how to even put it it, like, it just looks like terrible the filters he uses on everything just are the so filters, bad yeah i just can't stand it I felt like I needed to watch it though, just because. But like I said, yeah. it. I think it took me like a couple <laughs> days. And three hundred is like evil. He has a very like music video style to his to yeah. a lot of his work. Um, and I'll be. That's kind of what like I don't know. Kind of makes me rolls my my eyes out a lot of it, or sometimes anyway. Like sometimes it works and it's cool. Like there's scenes like that in Dawn of the Dead or whatever. But. Uh, like that's what bugged me about the uh, the Watchmen, his Watchmen version, as I felt like that style was very See, present and obvious. And I was a huge fan of the book, and I was just like, this doesn't just doesn't work for me. I I've read the book and I do like it, but I am not precious about it. Yeah, like, uh, at all. Yeah, that's fair. So, like to me, I think eliminating the squid monster and just having it be like Dr. Manhattan did that. It's like, that makes sense to me. Yeah, exactly. Like, cinematically, you know, it's like, I don't know. And I, I just thought it was cool. It was hyper style. Like the style and the action and stuff was so clean. And I, I don't know. I just, that was a movie that I got on disc. I got on DVD back then. And I watched it over and over again. I don't know. I really captured my imagination for whatever reason. I think Watchmen's a very good movie. Uh, Watchmen has um, Jackie Earl Haley, who's in several Pune films. Including Doll Man, which we'll be covering with yeah. a surprise guest. A little peep behind the curtain. I don't remember who it is. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> oh, hi. Didn't see you there. It's me, Reagan Bush, here with a little ad break for you. Now, I want to talk about the Flinzer, the record label that my band is on. The Flinzer is an incredible record label, home to many awesome artists like Brian's band, Bostonage, or how about Have a Nice Life, Planning for Burial, Amulets, Elizabeth Colorwheel, and so many more. You can get 10% off on albums and merch from these bands at nowflinzing.com when you enter promo code NEMESIS at checkout. You heard that right. Promo code NEMESIS will get you 10% off at the online Flinzer store. Now, offer does not apply to pre-orders or memberships. And to the future listeners, it will expire in 2024. So hop on it today and grab some cool stuff at a great price from nowflinzing.com. Now, back to the Puniverse. I wonder if Hideo Kojima is into Albert Pune, specifically Nemesis. I think I think there definitely has to be some of that in there. I don't know. He he I I could see it at least. I know Kojima loves the Matrix, but uh, and there's a lot of I feel like Nemesis in the Matrix. But yeah, I don't know. There's not very many movies that really give me the Hideo Kojima like super maximalist cuz it's a certain rubric like it's there has it can't just be over the top it also has to be somewhat political it has to be kind of horny in some way it has to be like weirdly uh like uh prescient like it predicts the future in some way and then it also has to be extremely stupid like those are like the four things it needs to be that's why southland tales (laughs) is the most uh (laughs) kojima movie that's ever existed in my opinion i mean i think this movie checks some of those boxes at least you know, but... <laughs> oh definitely <laughs> yeah uh... <laughs> oh yeah that's right tom the other day when he was started watching and he was just like i keep thinking or i keep wondering yeah, yeah. when the porn's gonna start and, and you know what and that was i would think i was only like 20 minutes into the movie when i texted you that you're probably in like yeah like the second sequence or something <laughs> but the thing is is like numerous times in that movie i'm just like all right this is just like that 90s shit i would find on a vhs like i just kept waiting for fucking <laughs> it well, just... yeah. <laughs> i mean it's understandable that vibe like that that description like kind of does match a lot of the vibe this movie has especially after like the first sequence like when it when it's dealing with like captain america's and your, like uh your lead actor fucking family yeah. and his interpersonal relationships yeah, it, it just reminded me of when, like, porn was still trying to pretend it had, like, movie value and, like, we're going to try to make something with a storyline. That's That was, like, the vibe I got at first. And I was like, ooh, okay. <laughs> Here's something crazy. The suit was made by the same people who made the Batman suit for the Burton movies. <laughs> I saw that, too, and I was just like, what it the looks fuck? Terrible. It looks like shit. The craziest thing about the suit, which we haven't <laughs> mentioned at all yet... Is the fucking ears coming out the side of the yes. head? Like our fucking rubber ears. Listen, they were trying to be fucking comic specific. They they were going with canon there. <laughs> the this way the the suit is cut like around his eyes. It fit. It's like does yeah, it doesn't yeah. fit. It looks like it's made for a different head, and it looks fucking crazy. It emphasizes how like dumb Salinger looks. Honestly, <laughs> it just like. It like draws attention to his eyes and stuff, and it's just like 
it's really cruel. And then, <laughs> yeah. like, they shouldn't. You know what I read, too? Is that Pune wanted Salinger to play Steve Rogers and then Hallie Long to play Captain America. Yeah. He also wanted the suit to be black and then they wouldn't let him do it. And then he wanted it to be like woven or something and they didn't want to do it. They were like, it has to be like the classic rubber Captain America suit, which, you know, when you, when you present it that way, it looks absolutely insane <laughs> like and totally unrealistic. Like no one would ever wear this. Right. <laughs> There, I think there's a mo- uh, point towards the end of the movie where he's like, he, he spends most of the movie running around as Steve Rogers. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he's climbing up a castle wall and he's got it. Like, where where does he have it the whole time? He has that little satchel. <laughs> yeah, that the shield. Shield. He's, he's just carrying the satchel yeah. with the shield and the costume. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like he had like drum symbols in there or something. That's what I kept thinking with that bag shape. The, the reliance on the castle is such a full moon ass like. Yeah fucking thing like well, this is like canon sort of related thing it's 21st century media or whatever which is manahem yeah. go on it's like split off canon it's so. like yeah. <laughs> when he was he left he was like i'll leave but you have to let me take captain america yeah <laughs> and this is pune was supposed to make spider-man and masters of the universe 2 and that fell through and then he made cyborg with like the sets and costumes and shit this is the same story where it's like shit fell through and Pune convinced him that I can do this for no money, <laughs> but he needed some money and he got no money. Yeah. There's like in the trivia too, it said Pune pretended to be shooting scenes because he thought the production would fall apart if they knew he didn't have money for film. <laughs> right. Yeah, Are those where all the too. best takes happened? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. I mean, I mean, when it comes down to it, like he, he talks about like how, how he had other intentions for this movie. Like it was supposed to be darker and uh, char- more character driven and not really any action. But like when it comes down to it, you got Matt Salinger there. That was like, yeah. that's just kills the movie from the, from the get-go yeah no he's he's awful you can't change matt salinger yeah yeah he's truly there's no getting past him he's truly one of the most unlikable superhero leads i've seen in any movie i just didn't like him <laughs> yeah uh he is yeah really not good at acting in it 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 does spend so much time with him as steve rogers <laughs> too which is i mean yeah there's just not a lot of action in this one uh, despite it, or or what or what's up with him? Always like his his move is like, oh, I'm gonna throw up <laughs> just to get. <laughs> That's his move <laughs> to get people out of That's... the car. Like you're just Captain America, throw someone out of the car. <laughs> yes, I was just about to bring that up when I right when it, the first time I saw this movie. This is yesterday when I watched it was the second time I've seen it. Uh, the first time when he did that, the second time in the movie, I fucking lost it. I couldn't stop laughing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. When it happened that second time, I'm like, no, he's he's not doing this again, is he, Ruth? <laughs> so yeah, basically, so we can explain to the listener, I guess, is there's two times in this movie when he's driving in the car with someone, the other person being the driver, and he's like, <laughs> oh pull over i'm gonna be sick and then he convinces the person to pull over because they're just why would they not believe him and he gets out and then waits for the person to get out and follow him to check on him and then when they get to him he just runs over hops in the driver's seat and peels away (laughs) that's that speaks to like classic pune child logic it happens to him eventually the third time right 
Doesn't she do it to him? Yeah. Yeah, she sort of does. She's like, yeah, she she ditches Rule him. Rule threes, baby. Not quite as in quite as dramatic um, a fashion, but <laughs> There's just a whole, there's a whole bunch of stuff like that in this movie. There's when he's being chased on, by the dirt bike, the dirt bike lady, the Russian girl. Yeah. Oh my God. They, that. She's German. All the oh, accents okay. in this were just terrible. There was like the Red Skull guy sounded <laughs> Russian several times. Scott Paulin, dude. He also kind of sounded like, I think he was trying to sound Italian and German. <laughs> so it had this weird, like kind of like Latin Spanish flavor to the German accent. And then it often just sounded... He did seem like a South American drug lord pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then it often just sounded Russian too. And like, so did the girl. And it was just like, what? I, I is... kept wondering, I'm like, are they trying to say that this girl is like the black widow or something? And then I'm like, <laughs> what's going on? Yeah, it's all very kind of muddy in this part of the movie. I mean, I guess it's they're all just trying to kill him in various places. The best one is when they're like at lunch or whatever, and they just like sit behind him and he throws. <laughs> oh yeah, he, yeah. He's already seen him at this point too. He's got to recognize him. And he throws the fucking yeah. table at them, just like full on, just just like owns them with the table and gets away. <laughs> That's I mean that was very funny. <laughs> I love that scene. Did you did y'all talk about how like Ronnie? Cox and Ned Beatty are in this movie and the dad. No, we actually, I was just thinking how we haven't even mentioned that Ronnie Cox is in this movie. Who's actually like the best character easily, like the best actor, I guess, really. Well, you know, Ned Beatty is also good. Yeah. And I just watched Total Recall this week. Reunited. They were in deliverance together. They reunited for this <laughs> right. movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He plays coat. He plays Cohagen in Total Recall, and he also plays Dick Jones in RoboCop. Yeah, I, I hope they showed up on set and they were like, "Hey, yeah, I'm definitely having a Ronnie Cox week because yeah, I just watched yeah, just watched Total Recall. Which hey, everyone, you know what? If you haven't watched it in a while, just rewatch Total Recall. Yeah, Total Recall is a near perfect film, if not perfect. I agree. Yeah. It's perfect for me. I, th- I it, it goes really hard. I got that f- yeah. the 4K version. The 4K. It, uh, <laughs> looks great. I haven't watched that probably about five, maybe even ten years now. Oh, yeah. It's awesome. It's a ton of fun. The practical effects, if you're a effects dork, you're, I mean, it just doesn't get much better than, than that. It's like that and then, like, some yeah. Savini stuff. It's... Yeah. It's also, yeah, just hard violence. Like, it was basically rated X or NC-17, like, by the skin of its teeth. Yeah, there's so many, like, people getting <laughs> shot with guns and Total Recall in it showing it. And, yeah. like, you know, like, blood exploding out of their chest. There's that first scene in it when he fights all the guys and he's, like, just waking up as it's a so sick. or whatever. And then it, like, has that overhead shot. It's like a fucking painting. Oh, no, it's amazing. Like, yeah, Verhoeven with Arnold with philip k dick story i mean it's just yeah. it doesn't get much better by my money for a for a movie like that i, I love how we keep drifting off this is probably like the least on <laughs> ever been on one of these so far and it's just because this well, movie is so bad there's other stuff like it <laughs> it's like we we find something to just jump off to like super easily because this is like here's something i want to talk about captain america straight up murders people in this movie yeah, yeah. i thought that when, <laughs> when they were i forget where they were Somewhere, but he just like throws someone down a fucking like air shaft. Yeah, that's the craziest one. <laughs> yeah. He's like, Where's the red yeah. school? And he's like, I don't know. And he just kills him. <laughs> that guy <laughs> fell for so long. And then at the and then at the end, he murders the red skull and his daughter's like, You're dead. And he's like, Heads up. 
And since it's a kids' movie, you don't see. But I guess he decapitated her. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't know. This is also two movies in a row now where someone does fly off a cliff to their death uh, in a Pune movie. Yeah. Because yeah, last yeah. Hopefully the uh, actor in this one landed on the airbag. Yeah, that is true. Uh, but it was. I didn't read anything about a stuntman dying on this. Yeah. One. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's it was. It is insane that he is just he's just killing people in this one for sure. Uh, I don't know. He's just like he's just not really a superhero in it. Nothing. I mean, you know what I mean? Like the way there's that nothing he acts super general, about him. Yeah, he's just like a guy. Like I think that like he was the idea was that he was supposed to discover that he's really a hero and it wasn't yes. like the serum that made him one or whatever. That's what Pune was saying anyway. Doesn't work. No. It was like supposed to be the red shoes basically or some shit. It's like yeah. no, this is like There's a scene I like where where it's got the child Ronnie Cox or whatever. He's like, When I grow up I'm gonna be the president and then it kind of almost cuts directly to him being the president. <laughs> yes. And like there's like a, a montage yeah. where it shows like newspaper clipping. <laughs> With the music it's like do 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 it's like of him running for different offices. This is supposed to be showing that we're passing time. It does like a Zeppelin riff. Yeah. Him as the president He's wearing like jeans, like the whole movie, yeah. and he just has like he calls up his friend whenever he wants. And it's to. like, what paper does Ned Beatty work at? Ned Beatty like figures shit out and is like, I've got to go up to the attic and get my long johns. Cut to he's in a jeep in Alaska, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. like and like a non-snowy area yeah. too. He's like driving through the forest. Well, they they set it up. They say later that he's a he's a multiple time Pulitzer winner. Right. So I guess he probably writes for, you know, the New York times maybe, or, you know, the Washington post or so who knows. It is his son playing the younger version of him. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's cool. That's kind of fun. There's also a scene we haven't addressed yet where like after, well, (laughs) Captain America gets created and like immediately, gets shot several times uh-huh. by a Nazi spy. And he just, like, ran into it. And then, like, he's in the hospital. <laughs> the Nazi spy gets thrown yeah. into the machinery and electrocuted, <laughs> and it is one of the funniest moments in the entire movie. That fucking ruled <laughs> so much when he was, like, he's, like, Heil Hitler, and he, like, shoots her, like, point blank. It's, yep. like, crazy. Yeah. yeah. It is insane. Again, yeah. I- can't tell if this is a children's movie or not. It was definitely a children's movie because that's what 90s children's movies were all about. (laughs) I'm the way I am because of shit like that. Right, so he's in the hospital healing up and then like... uh... They come and they're like trying to convince the doctors to let him go on this mission, and he like, of course, just like gets up and does it. He, no he training, nothing. <laughs> no, no training, nothing. Yeah, and then he gets in the suit. And they fly him over to Germany to take out the Red Skull, and there, or it was so like uh, there was a missile he was going to shoot or whatever. And he encounters the Red Skull. The Red Skull yeah. just yeah. kicks his ass. The Red Skull then, knew he was there somehow. Like my American brother's yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they psychically. beat that out to death with like you no yeah, the same. It's like yeah, I do love yeah. that in action movies, but they really beat it to death in this one. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why. It, I just thought about it. There's like a line towards the end that I'm surprised like a million fucking hardcore and grindcore bands didn't sample. It was like, do you love America as much as I love hate or something like that? Or <laughs> I. I <laughs> It's so ridiculous. I'll have to. I'm gonna go back and watch it now to see that. But I was like, man, that's like the perfect like. <laughs> it's gonna be at the next planning for a burial album. <laughs> no, no. 
I'll, I'll do a grindcore side project. Yeah, I've been trying to ta- convince. I've been trying to convince the guys to do some grindcore style samples at some point, but <laughs> but I was like, there there were moments in this movie. I'm like, oh, I'm surprised. Like, uh, what's their their name? They're like from California, like Graf Warlock. Maybe they do. Uh, maybe they do, and I just never caught on to it. Maybe they're uh, pune heads that don't know it yet. Um, there was something else I thought about the movie, too, and I know you guys were talking about you don't really watch a lot of the more modern Marvel, but like the big thing in the last few years, everyone cries online, oh, they're so woke, they're so woke, I wish they would get rid of that. The fucking <laughs> president in this movie is talking about essentially the fucking Green New Deal in 1990. Yeah. yeah. So, like, that shit has always been around. That shit has always been, like, a Marvel touchstone. Yeah. This is, like, pre-Segal's on deadly ground environmentalism in a movie. I, yeah, that's, like, maybe oh, a saving grace yeah. in this movie, actually. It's just like, okay, yeah, this is actually an interesting point in this. It's one of the strongest parts of the movie for me that it, it's just, like, it, it's, it's just interesting that they do it. But it's blown over so fast. It, it is, yeah. Yeah, they do, like, kind of gloss over it pretty quickly. They do, but it is is just like oh that's like it is weird that that's the motivate they're kidnapping the president because he's gonna get rid of pollution i guess and people (laughs) so what his his general it stands to lose a lot of money so he's helping yeah it's all very muddy right there that's darren Uh, mcgavin from a christmas story it is and then the mother from a christmas story is captain's mom damn fuck yeah this movie why did so many people say yes to this? <laughs> they needed paychecks. <laughs> I mean, things were different back then. Because, like, there weren't a lot of superhero movies. I mean, there's, like, some trivia. Have we talked about this? That Ronnie Cox has the best script he ever read in his life. <laughs> Insane. Like, That's the craziest thing. I can't believe he said that. It's just, like, unbelievable. <laughs> he did Total Recall the same year. Yeah. Just link it together. He's in Robocop too. <laughs> yeah. <in> Deliverance. <laughs> Part of the that trivia though was he was like I he, he seemed upset with the yeah. final result of the movie because it was the best script he'd ever read or whatever. But so maybe the script was great and they just couldn't pull it together. I, I don't know. I kind of I still find it hard to believe. But I mean, a lot of the problems in this movie stem from just Matt Salinger. Yeah. Yeah. If they got a different a different actor, that definitely would have helped the most. <laughs> the suit too. I mean, it's like it's like just the the his presence on the screen in the suit <laughs> is just like. Well, well, and that was the thing too. I was thinking, I'm like, it's not like this was like the first superhero movie or first action movie. I'm like, it just looked like pretty piss poor put together for that for those things like they could have made that stuff a lot cooler <laughs> yeah and we know that pune can do stuff with a low budget because i mean even in radioactive dreams which i'm sure i don't know what what was the budget for this movie they i know that we said that they said that they were going to get like six, $6 million dollars yeah. but do we know but how much they was, actually got they said six million I, I think the number i remember seeing was like three hundred thousand, which seems crazy yeah but that's like, pretty crazy oh my god Okay. All right. That makes a lot of sense. (laughs) (laughs) What I read is that um, he, when, like, he was promised this money and didn't come in, he cut all the action scenes, basically. And when he showed the movie to the investors, they were like, you fucking ruined this, fired him, and then reshot it action scenes without Pune, I guess. Okay. Interesting, but I, it's kind of a muddy history, you know. Like I'm not sure. We know yeah. that Pune can do action. He yeah, because 
He's cooking with action on both sides. He's great. Like he with did action. Cyborg before this, yeah. and then he does Nemesis right after this, and Dollman. And so we know he can do cool gun action kind of stuff, you know. So it, it, it makes sense to me then, because like the action is especially bad in this movie. I would say it, it's and, terrible, and yeah. and he's good at doing it with a low budget. So it would not surprise me if he didn't direct any of those scenes yeah. at all. I feel like he directed the scene where. He where the spy shoots the lady in the chest. Oh yeah, yeah. There, there's an there's an earlier fist fight that I think seemed very pune like, but like the shit. There's a part in this movie that I I I've been thinking about my whole life basically, where he like they're in like a hallway of the castle or something. <laughs> like he throws his shield at like an archway, and the the shield clearly clangs on it and falls you know but yeah. then it like in the next shot whizzes back to his hand <laughs> that shit is just like god damn you know like man <laughs> there's some cool there's a cool it's pretty cool shot when like it shows that like piano on top of the castle hell yeah dude yeah it's like spring breakers or something <laughs> right? <It's>, uh... yeah <laughs> Yeah, that whole ending sequence is ridiculous and pretty fun. He's, like, gonna nuke, I guess, all of Southern Europe. Yeah, and... yeah he's just like, I can't kill Captain America, so I'm just gonna nuke the entirety of Europe. And then he falls off a cliff and can't press the button? That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Like, he couldn't press that button as he was falling? It was already armed all the way. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff in this m- movie that simply just relies on people, like, not shooting people with their guns or not pressing the button or you know what i mean like yeah captain america he kind of saves the day i guess but there's just always like something there that it's really <laughs> just like honestly those guys are just not really good at aiming i think i didn't even get to finish like what i was trying to tell the whole like beginning sto- part of the story where he like he fights the Red Skull for the first time, gets his ass kicked, but manages to get the Red Skull to cut his own hand off right. as he's tied to a rocket. But then he fire the Red Skull fires him on this rocket all the way to the White House, and he like somehow <laughs> sees this kid on the ground taking pictures. <laughs> then he kicks the rocket until it like redirects his path. Like, why didn't he do that at any point? Yeah, on any the point. Ride? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> way before then yeah, yeah. no it's way it's before. the most ins- and, and how did it go from washington dc to alaska why didn't it go to like fucking like somewhere to canada yeah. or something you know like the arctic circle's like right there North pole yeah yeah <laughs> i mean and then that kid became ronnie cox the president <laughs> the of the united president. states yeah no it it is definitely when i was watching that i just wrote down like how did he like how what even happened here like yeah no idea what happened with the rocket because yeah it's just like it shows him kicking it like you said why didn't he do that like i don't know four thousand five thousand miles ago yeah because he would have been on it for so long at that point he should have kicked kicked it and made it come around back to the red skull or some i don't know I don't know. Right, yeah. This is a kid's movie. This is too much logic. (laughs) Yeah. No, you're right, Tom. You are dead right about that. (laughs) (laughs) 
I just like imagine that, that, like the rocket fires and he like immediately becomes really depressed and just like apathetic for the entire yeah. rocket ride. Just like has resigned <laughs> to his fate until, and then like he's just by some mistake like turns around in time to see this kid taking pictures of him and then brings him back to life. And he was like, "Damn it for America, yeah!" Like I'm gonna kick it. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> the music in this movie very bad i actually like i uh, know i like uh, there's the one song yeah uh, the the memories of you that one uh the, the two songs that are in it were pretty enjoyable because it's all original music by this one guy yeah and uh yeah he i don't know there's the one song where he's kind of s- what he he's like seeing that the world has changed or whatever it's not the montage with the newspapers but it's just like him like coming to grips with that he is you know his his multiple decades have gone by and it's just yeah doing this like melancholy kind of pop rock song <laughs> yep. that's love the time <laughs> is that it, when he's walking around with a trench coat he's like walking yeah. around town yeah. with a trench coat all sad <laughs> <laughs> trying to hide his muscular body Raphael style yeah uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> it's just that whole thing and then is it the same actress who plays the like the granddaughter and the or the daughter and yes. okay that was mother? the question i had and too. the worst old woman makeup yes it was the same one yeah so yeah so the, yeah it's, i, I kind of like it when movies do that she gets yeah. fucking wasted yeah off screen well she also when he first meets the granddaughter version she like slams a six pack in his face and calls him an F word. And I don't mean fuck. Yeah. And it was just like, I had to rewind it a couple times. I was like, did they, did she just say that? Like, just like dropping that F bomb. I didn't even notice that. Did that really happen? in this? <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah. I, I mean, that's what it sounds like to me. I rewound it a couple times. Cause I was, things were like, different Whoa. in 1990. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, different times. <laughs> and you kept, can you imagine? If a character did that to Chris Evans <laughs> as Captain America, if that same shit played out in the first adventure. Yeah. She slams like a six pack of soda in his face and, it's just, and it explodes everywhere. It's just like, and then they're immediately like, okay, afterwards. Like, oh, this is your friend, mom. Okay. No, yeah. No apologies. Nothing. Well, she gets over her mom getting fucking gunned down like in <laughs> yeah. her home. Yeah. The dad too. too. Right. I just feel bad for him, dude. Some, some, some frozen guy some frozen guy just walks through the doors just a home wrecker coming through <laughs> to split up this fucking marriage well, the dad lives though right and then yeah just just get gunned down by nazis put on wheel of fortune for him in the in the hospital so he can so he can relax but yeah the dad lives and he's gonna wake up to his like his dead wife's ex-boyfriend having a relationship with his daughter. Yeah. That's what yeah. that dude's reality is. Now. Yeah. He's the true victim of Captain America. Yeah, man. That's, that's fucking hard. That's harsh. Sounds like a plot line on the boys or something. Yeah. yeah. That whole thing. She, she waited 16 years for him before she finally had to have kids. Yeah. And- oh, he's a good guy. Very, very bad old person. Maker. Oh, yeah. yeah. She looks... It, it's not good at all. The at least the acting <laughs> sold it, you know. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was ta- I was really taken to a different place on that one, and kind of swept away in the <laughs> magic of fiction. <laughs> and yet, I loved this movie. You know, I don't know. I thought I, I thought it was really fun. 
It was like fun. It, it was. Because, I mean, I, I ended yeah. up watching it over, over between yesterday and today again. And I thought it overall, I'm like, if I saw this in 1990, especially at that age, I probably would have loved it. And it would have been fun. Yeah. But now, like, that's why I was saying before, I'm like, it's a kid's movie. We're thinking back at this with too much logic. Mm-hmm. You got to think about it in the lens of... <laughs> 1990, and maybe even your own age in 1990. Yeah. Yeah. I will say the one the one big letdown for me with this, just with the rest of, compared to the rest, is just that the use of color is just not really as there mm. in this one. That's usually a pretty big hallmark for him. It's just, yeah. there's not really any super visually striking scenes in this movie. I would say that I would argue that the opening sequence is pretty visually striking. Like it's got like a, I think it had like a kind of sepia tone to it almost. Almost. It's okay. And then, yeah, the end with the piano on the fucking castle looks kind of cool and stuff, but it's just, I don't know. I like when he like goes full saturation and stuff with his, that's like a a big strong point for his movies for me. I mean, that's fair. I think he was trying, but it's just like, cause there's like the scenes with like, uh, Matt Salinger talking to, his ex wearing old woman makeup and stuff and the colors in it. It's just like, I mean, I think he was trying to do what he could with it. It's at least not muted. You know, I mean, he's trying, I think to make it comic book like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's not, he didn't have a lot to work with clearly. That was kind of the vibe I got from just in general. It was like trying to keep it somewhat to the comics a little bit. Like you just get, thrown into a quick story that doesn't have a lot of background or anything and you're just like thrown into it and you got to kind of make it up as like in your own brain as you're going like the backstory but i think you're right about visually too i feel like it was just yeah i think it was like because i'm just thinking about like at the end in the castle and outside when he shows up in the costume his costume pops compared to everything else yeah yeah for sure and i think that's a very comic booky thing and just like holy shit yeah i agree it feels like 20 minutes of the movie was cut in between like (laughs) him turning into couch in america and then him on a plane like ready to about to jump right out kill nazis or whatever yeah i mean like the costume is just outrageously bad when it shows up it's just like this is just like what the fuck there's a no screen test with it or something beforehand well he he went with the costume even i think they make a joke about it like captain's like yeah it's not really the color i would like and they're like yeah but whoever made it really loves good old america red white and blue so they kind of make like (laughs) a little bit of a you know they talk about it yeah there's not going to be another one of you though old doctor just had it up in her noggin or whatever (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah that scene was absurd like is this in yeah. the comic? I mean, it could be, dude. I mean, I don't know. For all I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, I guess that explains that. Can't have any more Captain like... Americas. Yeah. yeah. They have, like, a serious chat about it and, like, a long exposition dump where he's just telling Captain America how there's not going to be a Captain America squad or whatever because the doctor who created him, the lady who was shot <laughs> point blank in the heart, retained all of the process in her head, didn't write any of it down but... for anyone. <laughs> Did didn't they have to go find her diary? Find her note, yeah. diary for what's in the diary? Oh yeah, that they they just go back to the place and go break in and go downstairs to that basement, and her diary is just yeah. sitting in a fucking drawer. Everything else looks like it's cleared out, but that one drawer. Yeah, 
they cleared all the shelves and the desks are empty and there's just one the first drawer they open i think too it's just like oh here's her diary cool he just storms in to the that part ruled when he (laughs) broke the wall and like there was that shit was still behind the walls, like it's in like the women's bathroom, and there's all these women screaming. Yeah, he just storms into the women's bathroom, and she, a girl's like, "Ah, get, oh no!" And then <laughs> why would it be like this? Uh, you can't go in there. You can't go in there. It's like, uh, I'm pretty sure they had like gendered bathrooms right. when he was like, he's not a caveman. She's yeah, treating I guess him, he just that, knew it was there. In that moment, she's treating him like he's Encino Man or something. He's like, uh, you can't go in there. Yeah. It's like, clearly he's doing something weird. <laughs> yeah. He knows like, where he's going. Yeah. yeah. They had bathrooms in the 40s. Yes, that's what, that was my main point. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, I think we've about run out of gas in this this old jalopy. Uh, yeah. What do you say we, we go around the circle and uh, Tom... We like to do it Ebert, Siskel and Ebert style, and give it a thumbs up or thumbs down at the end here. So uh, I'll just swing it over to you right now. Give me an explanation why cool. and your rating, please, sir. I, I, does it have to be either or? Uh, yeah, yes. All right. At, at, I think we have to be hard line. Yeah, I'm going to say <laughs> at 38 years old, no, it, it, thumbs down. <laughs> it, it was not good. <laughs> yeah. For all, for a variety of reasons we've already covered <laughs> here, <yeah. laughs> I just felt like you know, like you said, there was like twenty minutes cut from the movie at time. There was like no actual story for things, and it was just like uh, you know, just jumping. Like like you said, just, oh, he's, he he has a super soldier now. Like he knows everything. I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm gonna say no. Thumbs down. <laughs> what about you, Luther? Well, let's see how this is gonna go because yeah, for me with this one, I hate to do it. But it is probably going to get a thumbs down from me. Uh, it just didn't have really the stuff that I come that I come to expect from Pune, other than the child logic. That's here, <laughs> but the action is just not good, and it doesn't really do it for me visually. Uh, even though it is funny, there are multiple spots where it is just stupid as hell and funny. Uh, that it's just. Right. I'd be giving it an ironic thumbs up. That's how I felt. <laughs> for my own personal. Just like, so I, uh, yeah. so it is a thumbs down for me on this one. It, it, it's, it's, uh, not my favorite of the pewns I've seen. I'm going to go with a thumbs up personally. Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know you're like talking about <laughs> ironic or whatever. And I guess there's some element of that. Cause I just think it's a, like a really fun movie to watch. There's so much <laughs> stupid shit going on. And it's just kind of like, it's like a, it, yeah, you kind of have uh-huh. to just marvel at uh, what's Salinger. his name at just at the actor playing Captain America at Matt Salinger. It's just like what the fuck? It's crazy, and I, I just seeing him on the screen trying to carry this movie is just wild. And the there is like certain elements of Pune that are missing here, but it does have like his classic like person has a move that they do over and over again there's a this movie is very heavy with the kid logic maybe more so than any of his other movies just like the kid logic rules the day here uh it's missing some of the good camera work and there's clearly times where they use like a video camera instead of a film camera uh there's like you can (laughs) see in like how it moves and stuff like mostly in the beginning like when he's like in redondo beach or whatever so there's definitely not like a like a perfect or even good movie in certain ways, but 
very entertaining. And I think Pune has a natural talent for uh, making something entertaining, even when like the when he's like working with yeah. turds or whatever. It's like he's got his hands in the mud, but yet somehow the results are still yeah. fun to watch. Yeah, so I'm giving this one a thumbs up. I this is the second time I've seen it, and I was really excited to talk about it. And this definitely has lived up to that because. Uh, there's just so much crazy shit to talk about in this movie. Um, and I legitimately enjoy it. Well, Brian, I am also going to give it a thumbs up for similar reasons. I agree with you. I think the criticism of it, not having what you want from a classic pune, especially considering cyborg is before this, even alien from LA. And like, you know, I've, we kind of jumped ahead of here with this movie. Yeah, but. and then, well, yeah, we did, but fair enough. Um, and then Nemesis and Dollman being right after this, and Kickboxer 2, like, it's like clear Kickboxer that- 2 has a, a, I feel like a kinship with this movie a little bit. I feel like for some reason I got some similar vibes to Kickboxer 2, but that one does it, I mean, we'll talk about it when we get to that episode, but I think that one just kind of nails the yeah. stupid kid logic of a man saving people better kickboxer 2 <laughs> is perhaps my favorite one it's really fun <laughs> i mean nemesis, nemesis or that one but anyway um this is just like i think it's just so watchable it's so fucking funny that ned Beatty and ronnie cox are like in this movie and then yeah the dad from christmas story i think his name is darren mcgavin uh also is in it i mean I don't know. I could just watch this. It's also like it's under 90 minutes, which no none of the Marvel right. movies of today can say that, you know. So uh, <laughs> yeah. I I don't know. I think this would be a really hilarious joke to play on a, a child if they were begging to watch a movie <laughs> or a superhero movie, put this one on, you know. <laughs> um and also maybe a kid would be the best judge of this. As a child, I loved this movie. I think maybe if you sat a kid in front of this and First Avenger back-to-back without anyone in their ear about what's good or what's bad, I'd really truly like to see which one they prefer. I think that kids would not really be able to tell a difference, honestly. But uh, So anyway, thumbs up for me. Two thumbs up, two thumbs down. That's our first non-unanimous. Yeah. yeah. I love it, though. You know, we don't have to... Yeah. It's in a fucking yeah, joke yeah, yeah. podcast. We want to give serious <laughs> reviews. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for having me. This was a fun talk. Well, uh, well, thanks, Tom, for coming on. Yeah. And thanks, Tom. Tom. Yeah. You do not talk about music at all. Yeah. But let's talk about music for a second. Tom, you do planning for burial on the Flinzer. Tell us a little bit about that. Oh. Uh, like. Oh, I'm so terrible about talking about myself. Plugging your music and shit. What's yeah, your band plugging my camp? music. Shit. Uh, playing for Braille.bandcamp.com. Fuck yeah. You've always got sick shit on there. You've always got like weird special stuff you yeah. do. I'm, yeah, I'm in. Uh, I think by the time. When's this going to be put up? Who knows? It'll be some months. Yeah, because we're going to. Yeah, yeah, so some of these things might have already happened. I might have already played with. Uh, some Flunzer showcase things in New York in April, and uh, I'm playing that uh, the Perpetual Flame, Volume One in Chicago, and then I'm pretty much doing nothing, and I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna try to record my my next record and uh, force myself to do it. If I keep saying no to things, 
I could uh, I could get shit done. Well, fucking hey, we can't wait. I feel for that. that. Shit. Yeah, I feel that strongly. I feel like that we're kind of in a similar mode right now. Well, you gotta you gotta bite it while it's hot a little yeah. bit. But I, I yeah, I'm at yeah. that point. I'm like, I, it was good to play shows for the last year again after not being able to do it. But I need to say no now. So yeah. Well, hell yeah. All right. We we have traveled across the universe, and we're going to be traveling a little bit further, quite a bit further. We're going to run. Might do a little time warp here in a couple episodes, jump back in time. Back in time. Jump forward again. Forward. <laughs> Might run into Dice Clay, Tim Thomerson. Who knows we're gonna, who we're going to run into. So, All right. Uh, thanks a lot. Yeah. Bye. All right. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Across, 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 Across